What's up, everybody? Hope everybody's ready for the weekend. Enjoyed a crazy Thursday night matchup between the Steelers and Vikings. Went a lot better than I thought it would. Kind of wanted to go over that game, starting off. This is sort of an Inskeeps turnovers. I want to go over this game. And The Flash, the TV show. Not the comic book character, the TV show. Because I have some comparisons between The Flash and the Kansas City Chiefs and the early Jamal Charles days. But starting off with the game, just kind of looking at the scoring summary. You can kind of tell how the game was going. Justin Jefferson went off. Thank you, Justin Jefferson. Fantasy team. I appreciate you. Justin Jefferson. I'm just kind of giving you the rundown of the game. There's a point I'm getting to this when it comes to that. Seven receptions, 79 yards, one touchdown. Good game by him. How about rushing? Dalvin Cook. He had 17 rushes for 177 yards. Finished off with 27 rushes for 205 yards and two touchdowns altogether. Steelers, we don't even need to look at them. Game was pretty much the Vikings to lose. They were up 29-0. Steelers came back, nearly won the dang thing. And that's not really what I wanted to talk about. I kind of wanted to talk about an in-skeep turnover-worthy moment in Chase Claypool. There was 36 seconds to go. Steelers were on the Vikings, I believe, 17-yard line, if memory serves me correct. And Chase Claypool decides to celebrate when they need to spike with under 20 seconds to go. And one of the linemen on the Steelers... Rips the ball out of his hand, gives it to Big Ben, and spikes it. And after the play, Chase Claypool gets mad, saying, I couldn't celebrate. Basically saying, I couldn't celebrate. Even though his team needed a spike to spike the ball. Hey, Chase, how about you just be patient for a second? Maybe score, get the touchdown, game-time touchdown, go into overtime, win the game, and then you can celebrate. But until then, shut up. You have one more touchdown than I do in the NFL this year. One more. Seriously, shut up. You know, I'm going to be honest. I'm not a big fan of the next Steelers receiver to be drafted. Juju, Chase Claypool, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown I'm a fan of. I like how he's came back from that little bizarre series of events that unfolded when he tried to leave the Raiders and or almost went to the Bills, left the Steelers, almost went to the Bills, blackballed them, went to the Raiders, blackballed them, went to the Patriots, got suspended. Now he's with the Bucks, playing great. Might get suspended now because of the fake vaccination card. Which, if you're really vaccinated, and I'm not giving any sort of opinion on the COVID situation or the vaccination situation or vax vaxed or unvaxed situation. However, if you're really vaccinated, why do you need a fake vax card? What did you need one just right there and didn't have it? Be like, oh, I had my fake one for earlier. Like, I, what? Anyways. I just kind of want to talk about that game and Chase Claypool. It was a good game. Um, before I get to my the Flash subject, there's one more thing I wanted to bring up. Looking at Lamar Jackson's stats and Ben Roethlisberger's stats, and this is me being a salty Chiefs fan, so I'm going to say that right now. Patrick Mahomes is broken, according to the media experts, whether it's the Chiefs media or the national media. And I've had some people tell me, you know who you are, that you, I just can't face it. Chiefs aren't that good. Mahomes shouldn't be here. Okay. Um, 
if you're being serious, I, I'm I'm sorry if you actually believe that. If you're not, and you're just getting my, under my skin, I'm sorry if I didn't see that. There's three people I'm thinking of right now who have said the exact same thing to me. That exact same thing. So either they're just getting under my skin and I'm let and I'm letting it happen, or vice versa. Anyways, either way, it was funny. Um, it got a chuckle out of me. But anyways, looking at Ben Roethlisberger's stats, he has 19 touchdowns to seven interception over seven interceptions and about 3,000 yards. Yeah, 3,066 yards, 19 touchdowns, 7 receptions. Lamar, 2,865 yards, 16 touchdowns to 13 interceptions. Oof. Oh, rushing. Yeah, he runs a lot. Two rushing touchdowns. Big Ben overall, historically, is better than Lamar. Just face it. Right now, he is not better than Lamar, but he is performing better than Lamar. There's a difference. He is not athletically better than Lamar. He is performing better than Lamar. There's a difference. That's not really an in-scheme turnover-worthy moment. But if we're going to sit here and call certain quarterbacks broken, Patrick Mahomes, we're going to sit here and say certain quarterbacks don't know how to be leaders or don't care, Aaron Rodgers. Certain quarterbacks need to hang it up, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger. Can we compare maybe some of these older guys to these younger guys? And some of these older guys are playing better than these younger guys. Tom Brady's playing better than Patrick Mahomes. Aaron uh, Ben Roethlisberger's playing better than Lamar right now. Barely. He's had a lot of his age showing his moments more often than not this year. But he's hanging in there and he's doing what he can do. He's working with what he can work with. And maybe I'm just speculating here. I love Mike Tomlin as a head coach. I think he's a great leader. He can be funny at times. Um, one of my favorite moments of his is when, well... One of my favorite moments, one of my least favorite moments at the same time. My favorite Mike Tomlin moment and my least favorite, well, one of my least favorite Chiefs moments when they lost in the playoffs, went one and done in 2016 and lost 16 to 18. It was the famous Steelers had six field goals. We had two touchdowns, two more touchdowns than their team. We were in right. No, they had six field goals. Anyways, um, right after that game, they knew they were going to face the Patriots. Patriots won on Saturday, Steelers won on Sunday. Mike Tomlin says in the locker room, we spotted those assholes 24 hours. Now we got to prepare. One of the funniest things I've seen, uh, heard. I remember exactly how it went, but that's the brunt of it. But he's a player's coach. And I know there's a lot of negative comments about somebody being a player's coach. And some of them are warranted. Because when you have a player's coach like Mike Tomlin, and he doesn't punish guys like Chase Claypool or Antonio Brown, like they should be punished, and you just kind of let them do what they want, you're going to get things like that you saw on Thursday night, which almost cost them the game. Now, giving up 29 points and not scoring or answering those 29 points in the beginning cost you. I mean, just one touchdown in that time frame or in that span, you win the game possibly, or at least it goes into overtime and you give yourself a fighting chance, but or another chance. I'm going to move on to The Flash. So the TV show... So, back up. A lot of those comic book movies, I say, are never going to be accurate. Sure, the costume will be accurate. Sure, maybe the backstory will be accurate, but it's never going to totally be accurate. Because one, actor's limitations, yeah, copyright issues, or 
timing. So like an actor or a comic book character can go on for 40 years, obviously. Or you can have different versions. But fans in Hollywood get annoyed quicker than comic book fans, right? Or they get tired of certain things, right? Hence why in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, Westerns worked. And now from the 90s to now, superhero movies work. And even from 2008 to now, they're the hype. Like, I can list off five movies off the top of my head that are coming out next year that are comic book movies. Morbius in January. The Batman. The Batman in February with Robert Pattinson. There's Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness in May. There's Thor Love and Thunder um, in July. And then there's The Flash in November. There's just so many. And the Guardians of the Galaxy next December. So that's six movies off the top of my head. But that's my point. Not a lot of these are going to be comic book accurate. But there's a point to where if you're not showing any effort to be accurate or produce a good story behind these beloved historic comic book characters like Spider-Man or Batman or my point, The Flash. Now... I compared the Flash TV show to the Kansas City Chiefs. Part of this TV show, why I keep hanging on to this horrible piece of garbage, is a nostalgia standpoint. It was 2013, my senior year, when the Flash was first introduced. And when I started realizing what I wanted to do in life. I wanted to have a career in entertainment, mainly sports, but it would be nice to work somehow work with celebrities on certain things or meet certain celebrities. Not because I'm fanboying, but because I think it'd be fun to work with some of them. Especially ones who played iconic characters I've followed throughout my whole life. Not just since my senior year of high school. And that was also the time the Kansas City Chiefs got Andy Reid and the whole face of the the franchise just flipped the switch. No, they didn't win a Super Bowl for six years, seven years technically. But... I haven't had a losing record since. I haven't had a... Yeah, haven't had a losing record since. Haven't been in third in the division since. Haven't... I don't know what else I can think of. Anyways, um... They've broken a lot of curses in this time with Andy Reid and Mahomes and Alex Smith and all these guys. But back to the Flash... That was my nostalgia rant. Back to the Flash... There's Grant Gustin who plays Barry Allen. Great part of the show. Great actor. I think he plays an awesome Barry Allen and an awesome Flash. Not as funny as he could be, but you know, like I said, comic book accurate, Hollywood. They're going to make it a bit more dramatic. Just like Green Arrow. The TV show is great. Stephen Amell played a great Oliver Queen. A great Green Arrow. But he was more serious like Batman. Or Daredevil. Right? Or Wolverine. He wasn't as funny, he wasn't as witty, just like The Flash. Not as funny, not as witty, but it's a Hollywood thing. You gotta make it more dramatic, you gotta make it more appealing to a TV show. But again, Grant Gustin and Caitlin Snow, Caitlin Snow played by Daniel Panabaker, are as accurate as you can get. And they're carrying the show, essentially, and it reminds me of all those years in the 2000s when I started watching The Chiefs and all they had was Priest Holmes, Tony Gonzalez, or Jamal Charles, and they were just carrying the team. And I always say, when something's going bad that I like, give me something to root for. Give me something to watch. Why am I still watching The Flash? Because I like Grant Gustin as Barry Allen. I like Caitlin, I like Daniel Panabaker as Caitlin Snow and Captain Cold. I liked watching Jamal Charles. 
run all over teams. I liked watching Priest Holmes truck through defenders. I liked watching Tony Gonzalez make these incredible catches. Yeah, it sucked, but it gave me something to watch. But at this point, I don't know if I can even watch another episode of The Flash. I don't know when I... I don't even want to look forward to the next time the Chiefs have a losing season. Speaking of the Chiefs, I'm going to get that to the end of the show. I made a comment about Dynasty and the Chiefs and the Patriots and the way they win games, and I wasn't saying the Chiefs were a dynasty. Somebody pointed that out to me this week. I was not trying to say they were a dynasty. Apologize for that. Next up, I got a couple of Inkscape's reports. So I'm kind of reporting some sad... Well, I'm not reporting. I want to talk about some sad news. Demarius Thomas, former NFL wide receiver, most famously played for the Denver Broncos, um, has passed away. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure what the causes were. Um, I know he had some issues with... Had some seizures seizures in the past um, couple of years. Uh, I just kind of wanted to bring up my favorite memory of him. Um, one of my favorite modern Denver Broncos to first, first off, so memory second, first off in Super Bowl 43, when they just got blown out by the Seahawks, the only person to score a touchdown in that game for the Broncos, Demarius Thomas. I hope I'm not wrong on that because otherwise I just fell flat on my face there, but I'm pretty sure it's him. So clearly he was the best Bronco on the field that night. Okay. That was a lighthearted part. Second one is um, 2013. Again, back to my senior year. Um, first year with the Chiefs. First year with Andy Reid with the Chiefs. Starting 9-0. Nine straight weeks. Nine game winning streak. By week, week 10. Okay. Week 11, Chiefs play the Broncos on Sunday Night Football. They lose 27-17. to Offense just couldn't get anything going. The best team they faced that year. Side note, that year, the issue with the defense, because the defense started out pretty hot. The offense was just kind of not making mistakes, not turning the ball over. The defense was getting after the quarterback, and everybody said, oh, you haven't faced any good quarterback. They faced Michael Vick. Okay, maybe he was a shell of him former, his former self, but he was still Michael Vick. They faced Tony Romo. Okay, maybe it was one of those years where he wasn't great Tony Romo. He was still Tony Romo. And they beat Eli Manning as well. Well, he was still Eli Manning. I'm sorry to break it to you. He was still Eli Manning, and the Chiefs did that. So maybe it was only three games out of nine that we actually beat, the Chiefs actually beat a relevant quarterback. But anyways, prime time, they get beat by Peyton Manning. Whatever. Next week, they face Phillip Rivers and the Chargers. As back and forth as you can get, Chargers win. Okay, they're 9-2. and two. The next Sunday, they face the Broncos again two weeks later at Arrowhead. Pretty good game. Chiefs get off to a hot start. Broncos kind of just come back, come back. Chiefs try to tie. But the big thing from that game was is Demarius Thomas, I didn't double-check my stats, Pretty sure he had three or four touchdowns that night, all against the same corner, Marcus Cooper. And there's a reason I'm talking about this. 
And after the game, I guess he had comments about how Marcus Cooper's a really good corner. He's a heck of an athlete. He was on me all night. The ball's just in a perfect place. That's Peyton. Um, and Demarius is just was better than Marcus Cooper. And Marcus Cooper didn't last that long in the league. And I go to my dad the next morning. I was like, Dad, I'm kind of sad they're on a three-game losing streak, but they're 9-3. and three. And I really liked what Demarius Thomas said about Marcus Cooper because I liked him. And my first thing my dad says, well, what's he supposed to say? He sucks? It just kind of proves what all these athletes have been saying about how kind-hearted Demarius Thomas was. And it's just really sad that he's gone at such a young age. I was He was one of those people I was looking forward to seeing be in the Hall of Fame because I feel like he could be Hall of Fame worthy. So if he does get inducted into the Hall of Fame, I'd like to see who uh, inducts him. I think it'd be really cool to maybe see Peyton or Tim Tebow. Another one of my favorite memories of him was that walk-off touchdown. Denver beating Pittsburgh in the 2011 playoffs in the wild card round. Great game. First game of overtime. I'm <laughs> um, thinking, because I really didn't know who I wanted to win. Because like, it was the Broncos. I was a kid. I didn't like the Broncos. I still don't like the Broncos, but respect the rivalry. The older you get, you'll realize it. Um, didn't really care for the Steelers either. But what are you going to do? Okay, just to kind of laugh in your face, I was right about the Lakers. I was, and you can start apologizing to me now or when they miss the playoffs, but some interesting stats I just want to pull straight from ESPN, actually. I hate to be that guy, but the Lakers are showing their age, and I told you they would show their age, and if they didn't, I'd be surprised, or I wouldn't be surprised, but they're showing their age. I told you... Average speed, this is ESPN. They dug deep on this one. It says showing their age. Lakers on offense this season, average speed, miles per hour, 4.25. That's dead. That's the slowest in the NBA. This is the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life, but it's funny. Percentage time walking, 68%. That's the highest. <laughs> Where did they come up with this stuff? Um, miles per game, 9.3, second fewest. Okay, you know what? I don't even, I, I don't even know where that came from. Why? I mean, I understand why. They're 13 and 13, not horrible. There's teams worse than them, obviously, but they're just kind of middle of the pack, and I expected them to be. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of put on, like, put a little s- string of wins here after kind of gelling together, but I don't really see it. It's not me hating on them. I respect LeBron. I make fun of him with his antics um, on and off the court. But I don't hate the guy by any means. I think he's a good dude, a great athlete, but he's just past his prime. I respect the fact that I think he's playing for a few more years until his son gets into the league just so he can play with him or play against him. I think that would be one of the coolest moments in sports ever. But until then, I'm going to keep clowning on the Lakers and I'm going to keep clowning on LeBron and I'm going to like it. I might lay off the Jets just because of how fun it is to make fun of the Lakers. I just wish I knew some more Lakers fans. Oh, wait, I do. And they like to throw in my face that the Kings are worse. Well, buddy, I'm more of a nostalgia. I only root for the Kings because they use being Kansas City. I couldn't give a crap what the Kings do or don't do. I just want to see them do well. I don't have a team in the NBA. I root for something to watch. I root for players. 
Yes, I want the Kings to do well, but more importantly, I want them to move back to Kansas City. But guess that was that's what that's not happening anytime soon. So no, I really don't really have a team. Also, what was I right about? Jim Harbaugh, just maybe five to six years too late, named AP Coach of the Year. Just recruit better, big guy. Recruit better, khaki man. That's been his downfall, I feel like. And maybe play calling in certain high-pressure situations. But what do I know? I'm just a guy living in my living in his mom's basement with a podcast that makes him no money. What do I know? Either way, I love Jim Harbaugh. Glad he got that. Hope he gets a shot at a natty this year. He deserves it. Could have had a Super Bowl. Almost. Just so close. Maybe you should have started Alex Smith that game. Nothing against Colin Kaepernick. Alex Smith is just better. Anyways. Back to that dynasty talk I was referring to. No, the Chiefs are not a dynasty. No, I do. Yes, I do want them to be a dynasty. Who am I kidding? No, I am not assuming they're going to win this year and next year and completely mimic the New England Patriots. It's not ever going to happen. No dynasty is ever going to mimic another. Just like nobody is ever going to mimic the Boston Celtics winning eight straight NBA championships. Okay? The Bulls could have won seven straight. After that, no. If If Jordan didn't leave to go play baseball because he was burnout or gambling or both or neither. I don't know. The world may never know. What I was referring to was how when the Patriots would win certain games ugly, they would be praised as they were genius. Bill Belichick was a genius. He's a chess master. He can win every single way. And yes, these are all true. But when Andy Reid and the Chiefs do it, there's something wrong. And everybody's scratching their damn heads. Again, maybe it is the Kansas City media that has had some bit of taste and success with Sporting Kansas City winning the 2013 MLS MLS Cup, with the Kansas City Royals winning the 2015 World Series, and the Chiefs going to -to back-to-back Super Bowls. They're spoiled little brats, and now they're just hammering the team as much as they can. Or maybe it is part of the national media, and they're saying the Chiefs are broken, Kansas City's broken, we don't have to talk about small-town Kansas City anymore. I don't know. I'm not trying to sound like a Kansas City versus everybody kind of guy. But just pointing that out because let's look at dynasties for a second. First off, the Celtics. Eight straight, like I said. Bulls, three straight, one year off, three straight. The Patriots, three. 2002, then 2003. Sorry, 2001 season, 2003 season, then the 2004 season. Then, oh, wait, not any for another decade. And then three in the next six or seven years. I'm not saying the Chiefs are a dynasty, but let's pump the brakes, Chiefs fans and Chiefs haters. Let's not say they are going to be a dynasty. Let's not say they will never be a dynasty. Because you can't assume that the Ravens could be. Sorry, back up. The Ravens could go win one and then win one another one in three years after that. I'm just making examples. The Bills could go win one and then win another one in three or four years. There's no dynasty anywhere yet. The Chiefs would have won Super Bowl 54, and they did. Chiefs could have won Super Bowl 55. Guess what? They're not a dynasty. That's too short an amount of time. Example, maybe the Chiefs win Super Bowl 54. They lose 55. 
You know why. The Bucks were the better team. The Chiefs' offensive line was playing poorly. Yes, it was depleted, but that's no excuse. The Chiefs' receivers were playing poorly. Yes, there was the Britt Reed situation three days before. Andy Reid's son, the linebacker's coach. And I'm sure that sucked the life out of the team a little bit. But there's no excuse. And say they do go win Super Bowl 56, they're still not a dynasty yet. You got to win a couple more over a short time. If you want my definition, I'd say you have to win three and five to seven years. And then go from there. Don't completely fall off, which I don't think the Chiefs have yet. They're eight and four. Defense is looking great. Offense is showing some life. Still not great, but they're showing some life. String together a few more good drives, and then we'll talk. Yes, the Raiders game was great. The game against the Browns was nice. The game against the Ravens was bad. wasn't horrible. The game against the against the Eagles and Washington wasn't horrible either. I don't think the offense is completely broken. I don't think anything is broken. I think they're just on a minor Super Bowl hangover. Happens to everybody. I say minor because they're eight and four. Most teams with a Super Bowl hangover, they're seven and seven right now, or they're zero and eight, or whatever. Look at the Rams. I'm listening to Good Morning Football this week, and they're going down the line on who's going to overtake the AFC. They all said the Chiefs. Do I agree with them? Not yet. But now, okay, who's going to be number one heading into the playoffs? Okay, maybe the Chiefs. I'll give you that. But I liked what Kurt Warner said about how the spirit was just broken after the Patriots beat him in that 2001 season. And they started 0-6 because they thought they could do everything and anything they wanted, and they just couldn't. And the Chiefs are figuring that out. They're kind of playing the medium. And it's been okay this year. Yes, they started off 3-4. and four. That game against the Bills and Titans was bad. Everything else, I wasn't totally upset with. The game against the Ravens, heartbreaking, sure, but their time was coming. The game against the Chargers, heartbreaking, sure, again. The Chargers' time was coming. They were tired of losing to the Chiefs. And when you're tired of losing to somebody so bad, at some point you're just going to get up and punch them in the face and keep punching them and punching them. And I don't care who you are, you can't take that. I don't care who you are. I just wanted a small episode today. I wanted to make a rant. I wanted to talk about dynasties. I wanted to kind of shout out to Marius Thomas. Rest in peace to him. I wanted to laugh about the Lakers. Ha 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 ha. I wanted to shout out Jim Harbaugh. Not shout out, but praise the khaki lord. Wanted to talk about Steelers Vikings a little bit and how weird that game was. That was I wasn't expecting much out of that game, and it turned out to be a lot more interesting than I thought it would be. <laughs> Anyways, that's all I have for you this uh, this week. Have a great weekend. And skip sports and entertainment episode forty four. I'm out. Mm-hmm.